Hey, it's Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl, and you are listening to a bonus bite episode of the Chew the Right Thing podcast. If you listened closely the other week, you know that we had Patrick Schwarzenegger on as a guest. He, along with his mom, Maria Shriver, is a founder of Mosh. Mosh bars are incredible. They are totally a Hungry Girl favorite, and he was nice enough to come by Hungryland and do an interview. We featured a portion of that interview in that episode, but we thought it would be fun to run the interview in its entirety, and we're going to just play that for you right now. Enjoy. So you are such an entrepreneur. I've been reading about you and I know that like from the time you were a little kid, you had lemonade stands. Mm -hmm. How and why do you think that all sort of unfolded? Um, God, I mean, I, I've always been really interested in, in business, I guess. And that's from semi from kind of the lemonade stand that I would do when I was younger. But my parents, uh, were very kind of adamant and big believers that the best way to learn was by kind of immersing yourself in, in specific situations. And with business, although it sounds kind of corny and weird with a lemonade stand, that was the way that my parents taught me business. Um, I remember one of my first birthday gifts that I can remember was one of those like kind of toy trucks that a kid could actually, you know, drive, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, uh, my dad and mom got me this kind of like mini truck and I could put my table in the back of the truck to drive it down the street for my lemonade stand. (laughs) And, um, they would take me to the store. We'd buy the crystal geyser packs, you know, uh, we'd buy the lemons. Then we would get the, the water from, from home and they would say, okay, how much does all of this add up to? Now, how many cups do you yield from this? Now, okay, if that's your cost, what is, how are you gonna make money? So then, you know, this is what you have to do to, you charge a double and then this is your margin and then this is how you make your money and stuff like that, very simple, but it's, um, it was just kind of a way to learn and get immersed into it early on. And that just kind of started the snowball effect of me loving business. And then I ran my dad's memorabilia from when I was 10 to 16. Um, and he let me do whatever I wanted. Um, so I was selling replica Conan swords for $10,000 plus I was doing signed pictures of him when he was bodybuilding and I'd get him to sign it. I was doing these, uh, cut out, you know, things of, of him as action heroes and, uh, selling barbells and dumbbells with his name, just weird stuff like that. And it was all for charity. Uh, and he gave me, he personally paid me 10% commission of whatever I, uh, sold. And so again, that was just another way that I got to learn kind of how to, how to source some different things and how to make, um, you know, products that customers wanted. Um, and then slowly it grew into me being a frustrated consumer in the health and wellness space. I got really into working out into, um, just kind of health and wellness. And and I cared about what I put in my body and, um, was just frustrated with the lack of of transparency and the lack of options for healthier alternatives uh, back when I was in high school. And so then I basically just said, you know what, I'm going to go out and find different entrepreneurs that are tackling this um, this space and uh, trying to provide Americans with health, healthier alternatives to what's out there. And that was about 13 years ago. And what were the first brands that you said, hey, I want to align myself with these brands? So you have to remember, I mean, 13 years ago, you know, even in the 2000s, this whole health and wellness craze was just starting. Consumers were really wanting more protein from their, uh, their diet and from their ingredients. And, um, but there were no like startups that were really attacking this industry. Um, you know, it was, it was so foreign to think that 
uh, you could just start a company in your your office of food product and go and and compete against the big guys. You know, I mean, if you remember, Vitamin Water was like the big company that was just uh, exploding on the scene, and that wasn't healthy. I mean, that was like thirty something grams of sugar still, but mm-hmm. the name was was genius. Um, but the first company I got involved with was one called Blaze Pizza. They were positioning themselves as kind of the Chipotle for pizza. They wanted to be um, the healthier Domino's, allowed customers to customize their pizza, to know where the ingredients were from, watch it be cooked right in front of them, watch the ingredients get put on the pizza, um, have a more interactive um, relationship with the food being made. So, I mean, is pizza healthy? No, but it was a healthier experience. It can be. Uh, okay, yeah, I guess there are, there are way more options now, but this was 11 years ago. Um and that was the first company I got involved with. And it grew from zero stores to close to 400 in, in about eight years. It was the fastest growing uh, fast casual restaurant uh, in all of North America. Were you an, an original investor or you just the had a few investor, franchises? Yeah. No, I was the first first investor. Really? Yeah. And then you sold your shares? I sold my shares about, yeah, after eight years. And you um, ran a few locations, right? And I opened two of my own franchise locations, which did not make any money. Um, however, that was a pivotal point in my career because running my own stores is what gave me the under the hood insights to what customers were wanting. And as time progressed, customers no longer wanted just the normal pizza. They wanted keto crust. They wanted gluten-free crust. They wanted different alternative meat options. They wanted, um, instead of our normal, you know, sparklets water, they wanted Essentia water. They wanted smart water. They wanted, uh, instead of kettle chips, they wanted baked chips, all these different kind of things. And I was like, okay, this is growing in a large kind of in a macro way, this health and wellness space. I'm going to sell out a blaze and I'm going to go and find other, uh, entrepreneurs that are tackling this, this industry. And that was my pure thesis, which I was just going to find entrepreneurs that were building companies that were the healthier alternatives to what was in a large addressable marketplace. So super coffee is just the low sugar Starbucks Frappuccino. Liquid IV was the low sugar Gatorade. Olipop and Poppy is the low low sugar soda. Immy is the low uh, calorie, low carb ramen. Better Bagel is the low carb bread, so on and so forth. And that's really how the portfolio grew. Amazing. So did you ever make pizzas at Blaze? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I actually did. Do you have a pizza recipe? Uh, no, it was, you know, when you have a franchise, the, 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 the reason why franchises can really work is if there's a playbook and you have to stick to those playbooks. You know, you mm-hmm. have to build it out in a specific way. You have to make the pizzas in a specific way. You have to get your ingredients from a sp- specific place. The build out has to be all, you know, they, they, there's a formula to it. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love that you pivoted because I could see that. I could see these days because food used to be like this amazing thing that brought people together and now it divides people. And so if you have a restaurant, everybody wants you to cater to their specific needs. Mm -hmm. So whether somebody is like gluten-free or non-GMO or low calorie, no fat, high fat, keto, it could get confusing. This way you Mm -hmm. could just pick and choose the brands you believe in that are going to sort of explode and you can go along for the ride. Yeah. So um, you love that. And you're still involved in those brands? Uh, you know, some of them have, have liquidated and sold. Uh, I still have good relationships with the people at Blaze or with Liquid IV or, um, you know, some of the other ones that have that have um, sold to, to larger companies. Um, but yeah, all the other ones still involved. And, you know, the, a lot of them are in kind of the growth phase. So they don't, they don't need my help as much as they did in the beginning days. Um, and that's kind of what transitioned over to, okay, this thesis, this, this idea of what I'm going after and investing towards is working. 
instead of just backing other entrepreneurs, how do we go and create companies in-house that speak towards that mission? And so the first company we built in-house was, was Mosh. And how did that come about? The bar space, as you know, is so crowded. So crowded. Yeah. And it's so hard to stand out. Yep. I have to say, as a person who I've tried like every single bar out there. Yeah. I love Mosh. There oh, well, are so many you. things about Mosh I love. And I think it's really unique. The texture is totally unique. Right. How and why did all of the develop, like, how did you develop the bars? Right. And why did you develop them to be focused on brain health? Yeah. And how did they come about in the kitchen? Who was making them, tasting all the flavors, developing mm -hmm. it? I'm so curious. So it really, we like to say this was 20 years in the making because my mom has been a brain health advocate, um, has been involved in Alzheimer's research, uh, the brain health space for 20 plus years, ever since her father was diagnosed in the early 2000s with Alzheimer's. And she's an investigative journalist. You know, she, she's a, a journalist by trade and really was, was confused and was really trying to figure out why there was not that much information on brain health and on Alzheimer's specifically, even though it's the fastest, one of the fastest growing diseases in all of uh, the world. And specifically, she was curious why women were two thirds of the cases of, of Alzheimer's, why they were two thirds more likely to get a brain related disease. And so she started to investigate into that. And that's when she started the women's Alzheimer's movement, which focused solely on the, the reasoning of why are women more susceptible to, to Alzheimer's. And kind of through that process, which is now with the Cleveland Clinic, um, they kind of bucketed into three different items that were um, that impacted brain health, right? One was kind of uh, diet. Another one was exercise. And the third one was utilizing the brain. So actually socializing and continue to using it as you got older. Those were three things that impacted the brain. And um, so she's been working in this space for so long. And then when COVID hit, I moved back home with my mom. And it was always a goal of mine to go and create a company in-house. And she had been pitching for the year before some kind of larger companies on this idea of let's go after uh, the brain health space. I want to go after consumers that are um, you know, my age that, that care about brain health, that care about cognitive functionality and cognitive decline. And we can, we can build a mission driven company that raises money for Alzheimer's, but also educates consumers about what they eat impacts their brain health. And, um, really no one was interested. And that's kind of when I, I said to my mom during COVID, why don't I just start this for you? You know, I've got more time on my hands. I have enough information about the food industry. I have enough connections and, and, and relationships in the, in the manufacturing space and the food scientist space and, and all these different branding website. Um, let me build it for you. And she said, great. And um, we really kind of just started with what she already was doing, which was she was a bar fanatic. I mean, like obsessed with kind of protein bars. Uh, so much so that she would give it up every year for Lent. That was her challenge. And um, she would take these vitamins with her with her bar every morning. Um, ashwagandha, lion's mane, vitamin D, B12, uh, omegas. And she was like, why don't we just combine all these different vitamins that I take into a, a, a kind of an on-the-go superfood nutrient-dense protein bar um, and kind of talk about why it's good for your brain health. And uh, I want no added sugars in it. I want, you know, nutrient, you know, healthy nutrient fats from the almonds and from the flax seeds. I want these vitamins in there. And, um, and that's how it really started. And we started really just 
finagling in the kitchen, like just making. So you made these at home? Yeah, we were just making, throwing ingredients together. Um, and then we brought in a, a nutritionist and food kind of expert to help us really formulate it. Um, and she was working with some of her brain health doctors to kind of say, eh, I, you know, cause at first we had dates in the bar, uh, and it brought the sugar levels up to seven, 10 gram plus, And we had to go and rework it all and take out the, the dates, um, so that it was a lower sugar product. And we just kept going and going and going until finally we, we made a product that we were really happy with and we went to go in and manufacture it. Now, the biggest learning I had was it is a different animal when you take something from what we call bench tops. So making it in three bars or six bar, 10 bar quantity to then making it in hundreds, if not thousands, it totally shifts. The heat levels are different. The amount the machinery impacts it is different. All these different things. So it was a wild process to to launch it, but um, you know it's been extremely successful since. But that's why we did brain health. We wanted to be kind of niche, be different. It was the most true to what my mom wanted to to talk about and educate consumers. And with any food product, you really people want it to taste good. They want it they like at the end of the day, it has they to do. taste good. I can't tell you how many times we get like dozens of products sent to us and they're like, it's good for you because of A, B and C and then it tastes horrible. Right. So I think the idea that your bars like are so convenient and so delicious and so different, that's what you're leading with. And then even if people just learn after the fact how right. healthy they are, right. that's just an added bonus. You're you're completely right. And that was something that we we learned in the beginning when we first launched was uh, we had to make it more delicious. We had to go in line with what consumers were really wanting because as much as we want to push brain health or we want to talk about these specific ingredients, consumers are not going to buy it if they don't like it or they're not going to rebuy if they don't like it. And that's that's the business we're in, right, is, in, is, is repurchasing. We need people to come back and continue to do it um, or else you don't have a business. And so we had to make tweaks to the formula. We had to change it to make it more delicious. And that was one of the benefits of, of launching direct consumers. We could have that open relationship with our consumers. And the early adopters were just so beneficial and so impactful in our business of we would do Zooms with them. We would do surveys with them. We would communicate through email. And they were just like, we call them our brain health warriors and in, in, in our mosh pit, we like to say, but they just love to to help. They love to give kind of honest feedback and say things that they want, you know, different or changed or, you know, what's up with the pricing or what are these ingredients or how can we make it cleaner or, you know, taste like this. So it's, it's been, it's been fun. That's amazing. I mean, what, what does MOSH stand for? Maria Owing Shriver Health. It's my mom's name. I knew that. I was just telling, <laughs> I just wanted the other people, the other yep. people listening to know that. Yeah. What is the secret to making great toast? Oh, you're just going to go in with the hard hitting questions. I'm Dan Pashman from The Sporkful. We like to say it's not for foodies, it's for eaters. We use food to learn about culture, history, and science. There was the time we looked into allegations of discrimination at Bon Appetit, or when I spent three years inventing a new pasta shape. It's a complex noodle that you put together. Every episode of The Sporkful, you're going to learn something, feel something, and laugh. The Sporkful from Stitcher. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so what are your favorite flavors? Let's go over the flavor yeah. profiles like the whole suite of products right. and anything that used to exist that didn't or anything on the way. So, wow, we've got, we started with just peanut butter, chocolate chip, chocolate. And, uh, well, that's actually what we first launched with, uh, peanut butter, peanut butter, chocolate chip and chocolate. And then every quarter 
since we've launched a new flavor for our subscribers, people that are on our website. Uh, we allow them to get first access to them. Um, we've had lemon white chocolate, which has been probably the most popular, um, chocolate chip cookie dough, cookies and cream, and blueberry almond crunch. Um, this September, we've got three new flavors coming out that are plant-based, that are all vegan and, and um, so it kind of appeals to a different consumer, um, allows people that are, you know, vegan, vegetarian to come and try our products. Um, so we have those that are coming out, which are going to be really great. What and fl- what flavors are those? Uh, the flavors are, uh, banana bread, uh, with all real pieces of banana and banana puree. We've got apple, uh, cinnamon oatmeal made with real apple pieces as well and cinnamon. Um, and the third flavor is peanut butter chocolate chip. So you're going to have two peanut butter chocolate chips or you're going to phase out the other? No, we are not because that's our top seller. But um, it's the top seller for a reason. People love peanut butter. They love chocolate. It's kind of that perfect, delicious blend. And we thought we should do it because there are a lot of plant-based people that don't get to buy our products because of our grass-fed way. So with this, we still get to give them the peanut butter chocolate chip they want. And it's great that there are two new flavors that everybody will enjoy. Everybody else can can get. People won't even realize they're vegan, I bet. No, they're they're they are different kind of feel and text like in taste. Uh, they still have the crunch and the crisp, and it's really light and still 150, 160 calories, ten grams plus protein, eight grams fiber, uh, no added sugar, etc. One gram or two gram sugar total. So all the nutritional information is pretty much the same, and it's still loaded with all the different brain health um, nutrients. But uh, it is less of a of a dessert tasting, and it's more of a we like to say breakfast on the go. I love that crunch, that crisp. That's what makes it so unique. Yeah, the I don't crunch even know is what great. are those. I love that. What are they're like? It's not even like a loud. It's like a mild, subdued crunch. Like what is that? What causes that? It's, it's like so nothing funny, out there. Because my mom, my mom was so adamant about that. She really wanted the crisp. She wanted like a kind of a crunch, um, crisp, light texture feeling. Because she, she hated kind of the bars that you would like take a bite and have to chew forever. Right. Or, or it would like cut the roof teeth, of your mouth yeah, stuff like that. Something. So she wanted really kind of light and airy. And, um, you know, she was really specific in, in how we formulated the bar, her with some of her, her nutritionalists and, and, so and doctors. She, does she have the genius taste buds in the family? She, well, she's the bar expert. Okay. She's the expert. And do you she, ever butt heads when you're developing? We, we do butt heads a little bit on, on some parts. Um, but who prevails? I'm the one that always kind of has to pull us back and rein us back in. My mom, if I wasn't part of this company, she would be probably have 10 different product lines that spoke towards brain health right now, um, which is what we want to do. Well, that's what I was just going to ask you. Like, and it's great that you've been focused because you're going to build, and that's the smartest way to approach it. You don't want to be everything to everybody. Right. So you're going to build this brand. It's going to go where it's going to go. What's next? So we like to think in five year plus, uh, kind of goals and routes, right? For my mom, she wants to build what Newman's own is. She wants to build a company that's mission-driven, that raises money, um, that gives back, and that educates consumers, and that is known for brain health. The what underneath that doesn't matter. She thinks that if it's a bar, if she thinks it's a, uh, a supplement or it's a powder, first we want to build the brand and we want to build the mission, and we believe customers buy the why, not the what, and we will go and create the different product lines underneath that. Um, she just wants to move a lot faster than I do. I mean, I, I want to move fast, but you know, we self-finance the company to start and it's, it's really expensive to go and create multiple different product lines. 
And so I really wanted to see, does the mosh bar work? Do people care about this? Uh, why are the reasons they're, what are the reasons they're purchasing? Why are they not coming back? All these different things. And then we'll, you know, fine tune it in, in the years to come with multiple different product lines. So you're a good team. Because we you're, are. you rein her in and you are, I heard, tell me if it's true, yeah. that you love going to supermarkets, you scatter out do. the shelves, I like do. I do the same thing. Yeah. What are you seeing out there? Like what's intriguing you lately that, and, and this is like a two part question. One, what are you seeing that you just are fascinated by? And two, where could you see yourself actually injecting mosh into the supermarket aisles and other sort of, and other product lines? Yeah. Um, well, like you said, I am a fanatic of going to the grocery store. My girlfriend won't go to the grocery store much with me anymore because I spend like, I'm like one of those guys that I'll I'm go. just you wandering through the, uh, <laughs> the grocery store and all of a sudden I'm like, wow, it's been an hour and a half and I've been in here. Like I'll go up and down every aisle looking at every product and I go to different grocery stores to see what's, you know, different. And my girlfriend's from Alabama. So I love going back when I go to Alabama, going to their stores and seeing what's, what's working there and, and what's not and why. Because ultimately, we want to be a product that's, you know, nationwide. We want to be going over the flyover states. We want to be on the coasts. Um, you know, we don't want this to be just extremely niche for a small group of individuals. Um, and uh, so anyways, what else do I think is really growing? I mean, the, the, the soda space has been really hot the last few years. The prebiotic kind of uh, poppy, Olipop. I've been really proud of the growth that they both have had. Um, so that's probably been the most exciting space and continues to to grow tremendously. Um, a space that I'm not in, but I think is is been pretty interesting is the non-alcoholic space. Um, that's had tremendous growth and it's been really interesting to watch grow. Um, a lot of the kind of gut, gut health, prebiotic, probiotic, gut brain access, kind of that that uh, relationship is is growing. Uh, brain health is growing a lot. I mean, it's one of the fastest growing trends in the CPG space, cognitive functionality. Um, so yeah, I would say those are kind of the, the areas that, that I think are going to continue to grow now, right now. Mosh bars are mostly still sold online. Are you in any yeah. stores currently? So we are currently in, you know, nine air ones, which are here in Los Angeles. Uh, we're, we're going in all the earth bars and equinoxes starting in September. Um, we are, 2024 is really our retail kind of sprint. So we'll be in 1500 plus doors by the end of the, the year. So we'll be in a bunch of different marketplaces then. But like you said, we've been 99% direct to consumer e-com. I mean, moshlife.com or on Amazon. And what are your favorite flavors of those bars? Uh, my wanna... favorite flavor is, my favorite is lemon white chocolate and chocolate chip cookie dough. Those are my two favorites. I have met two different times of the day. You have two a day. I was going to ask yeah, you, how many mosh bars do you eat a day? Sometimes I won't have one. And then other times, like this this last week, we were in Idaho, my girlfriend and I, and I put a bunch of the chocolate chip cookie dough ones in the fridge. And at night, that was like my dessert after dinner, like before bed or whatever. I would just have one of those. And it was but wait, so wait, what about the ice cream? I've cut back on my ice cream You have to. You don't have like dozens and dozens of pints of ice cream still? I still, still? I still It's so funny. I almost, I was like... Uh, you know, we were doing research on you because mm -hmm. that's what we do here. We're pretty thorough. And so I was like, oh, I'll bring him the Jenny's Everything Bagel. Oh, I like that one. And I saw it in your freezer already. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, wow. You like it? I, I do like it. I, we, Jenny's, Jenny's so great. She's She sends me like anytime they're coming out with a new flavor, she'll send it to me before. 
And how was uh, the Ted Lasso one? I didn't get to the try Ted it. Ted Lasso one was really good. They have a new one coming out this next week that I, I have yet to try, but I have. It's like a ghost double cookie dough one. Um, and she sent a pop tart one like a, a month ago. And she, she's really cool. She's a, she's a smart entrepreneur and she's built that company really, really successfully. And uh, they make good ice cream. Speaking of ice cream and ice, mm-hmm. do you still do that crazy ice bath thing or was that just a fad a few years ago? No, I do. I do still do it. Could, I, can we talk about that yeah. for a minute? It's like, gained so you, a lot of popularity in the last two years. I know, but like, I will tell you because I have a broken foot right yeah. now. And the first day, I don't know, it was like my husband was like, you must put your foot in a bucket of ice. And it was the worst 10 minutes of my life. It sucks. Well, your toes are what goes first. Your toes and, and your 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 fingers. So, so you, you do just... Tell people like you literally immerse your entire body. Yeah, you can put booties. You can, they're, they're like little like, um, I mean, what are they? Like a wetsuit for your toes. Okay. You can get them on Amazon or yep. whatever. Uh, I recommend doing that because your toes are what, if you go into an ice bath, that's what will make you get out first. So if you have the booties on your toes, it yeah. makes it a lot that ex- that, that easier. That explains it. Yeah. I believe it. Um, but for you, I mean, with a broken foot, you know, an injury, ice reduces swelling, right? I mean, it is really great for those um, those types of, of injuries. Um, the ice baths, I mean, I, I love it. There, You feel it's the worst three minutes, uh, but you feel tremendous afterwards. What does it do for you? So you go in, you submerge, yeah. you feel like you're fully iced except your well, extremity, like maybe your fingers and toes. Yeah, I do the, we, we have a sauna and we have a cold plunge. I'll go back and forth. But I mean, there's been a lot of data and research that have been, you know, put out into the, the universe the past couple of years as it's gained popularity. Um, and so, you know, ice plunges, baths, they are really great for um, circulation. They're really great for inflammation. They're really great for reduced swelling. Um, a lot of it is, is kind of just actual mental impact. Um, the kind of boost of, of dopamine that you get from it. Um, but there's more and more research now that says that you should not do the ice bath after working out, that it can, it can prohibit, you know, muscle growth and recovery that you should do it at other times through the day. Um, there's doctors way smarter than I am that could tell you all those different details. So how often do you do those? Sometimes I'll get in a routine of doing it every day. And then there'll be some times where I'll get out of the routine and not do it for a couple of days. Espe- okay. It really depends on the weather outside. Like if it's a beautiful sunny day, easy for me to do it. If it's a little like a rainy, cold, overcast, overcast day, you're just like, oh, I think I'll skip today. What, does your girlfriend do that too? She's just started. Like really? literally like the last like two weeks, she started slowly, very slowly, but... She's starting to get into it, but she's obsessed with the sauna. She does all these different things that that she loves to do. So, okay, you're yeah. very brave. All right, I'm, I have a speed round. Speed Just round. Just a bunch Go. of questions. Shoot. Chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. Yes. Favorite vegetable? Oh, oak. My girlfriend's big on okra. She's been making okra recently. <laughs> Favorite ice cream in the world? Oh man, that is tough. Uh, I mean, a cookies and cream is always kind of my favorite if it's vanilla based. Fast food indulgence. In and out. What obviously. What do you get there? Avi. Um, yeah. I'll get two three by threes. Oh, wow. That's like the secret menu. No. Aren't they? No, there is this new thing on the, the, the flying Dutch or whatever. Yeah, it's flying Dutchman. Dutchman. I it's haven't like tried it. It's like instead of bread, it's, yeah, it's, grilled it's onions burger or something. patties with onions. Yeah, I haven't but tried like, that yet. Okay, I haven't either. I but I would that. have to have a lot of those. 
like meat a lot. Okay. If you could only eat three foods for the rest of your life, what would they be? Coffee, no matter what. Probably steak. And, um, mosh bars. Mosh bars. I was wait. I was giving you the layup for that. I was giving the assist. Thank you. Most memorable moment. <laughs> um, with mosh specifically, nope. I think just the day. Just in life. Well, well I, it I think it was actually one of them is, it was the first time we saw our bar on a shelf. I mean, my mom almost started, she did get tears in her eyes and started, you know, so it was a, it was a special moment to just watch this kind of dream and idea of hers come to life, you know, really watching it in front of you. What's your earliest food memory? Earliest food memory is probably, probably just my mom making me oatmeal. She used to make me oatmeal every morning. Aww. Favorite restaurant in LA? Ooh, um, we do love some bougie Nobu in Malibu. The best, right? It's so good. The view is beautiful. The food's great. Um, non-chain, maybe Giorgio Baldi's really great. Favorite tearjerker? I know you like movies that make you cry. <sighs> Midnight Sun. Have you seen that? Uh-uh. Oh. I'm not a big movie person, but go. maybe I will watch it. There you go. Um, what else? Do you have anything else you want to add? Anything? Um, no, I mean, I think that, you know, hopefully the consumer and the, the people that are listening get a better idea of our mission at Mosh to educate consumers about what they eat impacts their brain health. Um, hopefully they check us out. We have some really delicious, amazing flavors. And, um, you know, I think the important thing to say is that we're not, our bars don't, you know, stop Alzheimer's. They don't fix your brain if you have if there's something wrong and stuff like that we're big believers that you know of the longevity of brain health that there are things that can impact your brain health in a positive or in a negative way we believe diet is one of those and um you know we believe that we have ingredients that support a healthy brain um so i just want to make sure that customers know that that this is not eat one of these and everything is you it's know, not a cure cure yes right. um but we do speak towards the longevity of brain health and and have ingredients that impact um one's brain do you think you're gonna be splitting your time between acting and being like a health advocate do you um, enjoy one that's more? what i do right now and i love it i'm a firm believer that you don't need to be uh put into kind of one box and there's not just one thing that you have to do in life. Um, you know, my dad always kind of said that growing up, like, you know, you can have your eggs in multiple different baskets, but always, you know, put the attention towards it. Like all of your eggs are in that basket and to, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm super proud of, of the kind of career that I've built in the health and wellness space. It's something I'm really passionate about. Um, like I said, I was just a struggling consumer and really wanted to, to find alternatives and to bring those alternatives to the mainstream. And I love film. And I love acting. Um, but, you know, those, the acting space is, you know, I just worked for three months in New York. And before that, I didn't work for three months. Um, you know, last year or when I shot The Staircase, that was for eight or nine months in Atlanta. And then I didn't work for six months. Um, so it was, it's a very up and down industry. And even when you're filming, there's a lot of downtime. And um, so it's got to be easier on some level. Like, it let's is. Say it's just like it's. It's also just like uh, refreshing to have, you know, other interests and passions and and things to work on. Um, I have terrible, you know, problems of sitting still and just I can't. 
function like that. And I just love having things that are on my mind or things to do or conquer each and every day. Well, congratulations. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. I really appreciate your, uh, your support. Thanks, Patrick. Well, I hope you enjoyed this bonus bite episode of To The Right Thing. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back with a regular episode of To The Right Thing before you know it. I'm Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl. Till next time, To The Right Thing.